0: Gonna do the prayer first. Everybody, hear me? Okay, great. All right, Isaiah fifty four. Please stand to your feet. And it just went blank. I should know by now. The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word. And see, (laughs) He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as it My ear. And I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please sit down. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> well, good evening again. My name is Pastor Al. For y'all that don't know me, uh, Shelly's my wife, and we've been pastors here for quite a long time. Uh, I think we came to church here in, uh, 2006, and uh, yeah, 2006. Uh, can you put my opening slide up there, Theresa? So I, 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 I titled this uh, God's Revelation, and I'm not talking about the book of Revelation. I'm talking about when God gives us revelation about something. Next slide, please. And so uh, this picture was sent to Shelly and I yesterday, uh, our neighbor, uh, Jan Wren, took it, who lives right across the street, and this was taken out of our church parking lot. And I could not believe when I saw the beauty of this, and she had made a comment in her text about the cross. And my original my original thing that I was going to speak on tonight is God has signs all around us, and Shelly looked at that, and she's like, well, that's not very good. So I, I trashed that, but anyway, uh, wife carries a lot of weight, you know. Uh, but, but I, you know, I started to, to look at this, and I started thinking, you know, I mean, if you want a point of reference, she's sitting right outside, uh, and she takes pictures every morning and every evening. I see her leave her house right before sunrise, and I always see her come back after sunset, and I just thought, what an incredible image that was, and I could not believe the colors, the clarity, and it just kind of moved me. You know, because I think sometimes some of the most beautiful, wonderful things around us, they're all around us. We just have to slow down and pay attention. Amen. And I know, you know, I want to I wanted to thank Jan for sending us that. She sent us other pictures. Uh, She had another picture where one of our lamps was out. I didn't put it up because one of our lamps was out up front. But the moon took the place of the lamp and it was just the perfect color, perfect clarity, you know. And when I saw that, I thought, you know, God thinks of everything. I mean, she's taking pictures and, you know, he put light on that, too, you know. So anyway, I just thought that was a that was an interesting fact, you know, uh that she sent that to us. But I want to get into uh Revelation and I want to want to go back just a little bit. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, um I was I was really deep in prayer and I was really in the spirit and. I had a fire burning, it was like one of our first really cool mornings, like like it was like. 32 degrees, and uh, I was I was out in front of the fire in the back of our house, and if you've ever been there, I run a fire all the time. If it's 70 degrees, i got a fire going. That's just the way it is. We live in a heavily wooded area, and Mark, you've been there. I mean, I just think you had a fire going when, when you came over. I had a fire. Um, but there's just something about fire that I love. It's relaxing, and it helps me kind of, uh, I don't want to use the word meditate, but I was out there praying, and I just found myself in a really great pro- place with the Lord. And I just started to just praise God's name. I mean, not not outwardly, but but inwardly. And I and so I was probably in the spirit for hours. And the Lord just spoke two words to me. And I was just floored. And after praying and being in the spirit, the Lord said, I am. Over and over again, I am. And I was just like, Okay, Lord, I, I, you know, I, I know he said, no, no, Al, I am. I was, I always will be, but I am. And just the revelation of God started to just pound on my heart after he said that over and over and over again. And I thought, how sweet is the Holy Spirit to remind me who God is and that he never changes. And, you know, a sad fact, uh, last night I got a phone call, um, one of my aunts who, uh, best friends with my sister, uh, Debbie, uh, she passed away due to COVID last night and she had a lot of complications and uh, her name was uh, Janet Maroney, so if you want to pray for their family, we all prayed at six o'clock last night, we did a corporate prayer, not on a Zoom, just, you know, everybody got together at six and prayed and that's right when she passed away and uh her family uh, did a lot of ministry in the Odessa level Land area, and uh, they were just dedicated to the prison ministry there. And her legacy will live on through the faith and works that she had, delivering the word of God, Mike, just like you guys do. You know, you go down there, you, you go in, and, you know, next thing you know, guys are jumping over walls and cells to get in where you are, and I don't know how they do that. You know, I don't know how they can do that, but, you know, Mike was sharing that with us. But anyway, I just wanted to remember her tonight because she was such a sweet person and she always, always, uh, at family reunions, she would just spend time with you. How are you? What's going on? How's your family? Just, you know, things that we would consider small talk were just really important to her. And she would just slow down enough to to hear. I remember Shelly and I, we were pregnant with Ryland and it took us a, a while to get pregnant with Ryland. And that worked out great for us, uh, and I think great for Ryland, too. Um, or, no, we're we're very proud of Ryland. But I remember her telling me, um, she said, you know, I, I I pray for you daily. I pray for you and Shelly daily. And I knew that she did because of the sincerity in her face. You know, a lot of times people say casual stuff coming in. How's it going? Oh, it's great, you know. Uh, But you know it's not great. But I really believe that she really was praying for us daily. So I just wanted to honor her memory. Thank you for giving me just a few minutes to remember her, her family. They're going through a lot. Um, And unfortunately, it didn't work out here, but fortunately for the Lord, it worked out there, you know. And I love her with all my heart, and I I know where she is. And uh, as tough as that is, you know, the reality is she's she's home with Jesus. And she had uh, talked to my sister uh, earlier And she said, well, I'm ready. She said, if I don't make it, I'm ready. I'm ready to be with the Lord. And I thought, well, amen. Hallelujah. So I didn't want that to be a a bummer or anything, but I just wanted to remember her. So anyway, uh, the the meaning of Revelation, uh, I I just went to uh, Merriam-Webster and I looked it up and I just looked up essential meanings of Revelation. And it says, "A, a usually secret or surprising fact that is made known. A personal revelation. Well, that's what I had with God. I mean, I know God, I I, I know he's told me before I am, but I just thought that was so interesting when I started to look at this. And second meaning is uh, an act of making something known, an act of revealing something uh, in usually a surprising way. Not that I was surprised, but I was a little surprised when he kept saying it over and over and over. And as my spirit started to fill up, I literally started to cry. I mean, it just started to move me the love of God telling me who he is. Who he is, right? I am, I am, I am. It's not that I didn't hear it the first couple times, I did. But as he started to penetrate my heart and it started to fill me up, the Holy Spirit started to hit me. And I was like, hey, "Amen!" you know, you just like outwardly start catching yourself, you know, amen and praise. And so I just thought that was just an absolutely amazing experience. Uh, something that surprises you. There's not a lot these days that can surprise you. Right. But I'm going to tell you one of the things that really surprises me is the love and detail that the Lord has for each and every one of us in our lives. And if we'll just slow down a little bit, and I'm going to give you an example. Um, Shelley and I, we were talking about this the other night. We came to the church here. We were told by a friend, you have to go here." Pastor Goodluck preach. He knows the word of God. He teaches the word of God right out of the word of God. So for months, I heard this. I heard this. I heard this. And so finally, we we came here and uh When we were leaving our other church, it's not that we had a bad experience. We just didn't have the best experience, and we had worked a lot, and so we were driving into the parking lot, and I was like, okay, rule number one, we don't volunteer for anything. Rule number one. Rule number two, we're going to sit in the back of the church. We're not going to really talk to anybody. We're just going to sit there. But here's the interesting thing. As soon as we drove on to the church parking lot, and for those of you that have been here a while, you remember the, the old, the old place I'm talking about, the converted home. And the Lord just whispered to me, you're home. Just the sweetest whisper, you're home. So we walk in and I got my blue suit on and my white shirt and we sit on the back row of the very left side of the church. But then something interesting happened and, uh, Pastor Gillick and Angel did an altar call and people started coming up for healing. Kind of turned into a healing service. So the Lord prompted me. And I went up to the front because the Lord said, hey, they're going to start going down in the Holy Spirit, slain in the Holy Spirit. So I started catching them, you know, and I mean, I don't know if that's volunteering or not. But anyway, <laughs> I just I just caught myself in the moment. You know, I was just I just literally ran up to the front and started catching people Well, the other morning fact, uh, the same morning when the Lord was telling me I am. I rode my ATV over here and, and uh, Pastor Angela and Gladys were in a meeting. And uh, being polite like I am, I walked right in and sat down and said, hey, what are are y'all visiting about? And one of the things that came up was, and this is where the revelation part comes in. We started talking about um, when Shelly and I came to church. And I said, well, it was uh, July of 2006. And Pastor Angela just started talking to me about, you know, about that time. And she said, I remember when I saw y'all in the back, uh, I could see your dark hair and your white shirt and your blue suit. And I could see Shelly. And next thing I knew, you were up front catching people, you know, that were slain in the spirit. And I said, yeah, I, I remember that. And, uh, she said, well, did you know that Pastor Goodluck and I, when we met you and Shelly, uh, we had prayed and fasted two weeks. For y'all to become the children's pastors. I said, I never knew that. I never knew that. And I told Pastor Angela, I said, well, Pastor Angela, here's probably something you don't know. is I'm leaving my house one day, early in the morning, and I'm going to work. And it's probably like uh, a little bit after 5 a.m. And the Lord just whispers to me, think about the children. Just one one soft Think about the children. Those three words. So I'm driving to work, and I said, "Okay, Lord, I'll think about the children." I knew he was talking about being the children's pastors. I said, "But you have to confirm it three times. Three times with people I don't know, and it's got to be three. I mean, I'm you know, treat me like a child because I act like one a lot of the times. You know, I mean, but confirm it to me three times." And so uh, that was Friday morning. So Sunday we went to church at the Ark fellowship in the old building and Mike it was a business meeting we had a an on the and, and they passed out um kind of the finances of the church and who was in what ministry and there was an uh like an ordained order to you know how this was going to go through and um and so I'm sitting there um, back of the church again and Miss Linda Parker walks up to me I don't know her I've never met her anybody here remember Linda Right? Linda could be, uh, kind of, uh, right up front, kind of right in your face, you know? She walks up to me, she grabs me by my shoulders, and she says, I see children all around you. And I was like, well, hi, I'm Al. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know her, and I was just stunned. She said, all around you, I see children all around you. And, uh, Linda has a way of saying things that that's probably pretty sweet, but the way she said it didn't sound so sweet, you know? Uh, but anyway, I was, I was just, I was, I was stunned by that. And, I was sitting there, and I, uh, the Lord said, open up what looked like a bulletin. And he told me this, and don't take this the way it's going to sound, and Shelly and I talked about this last night. But uh, the Lord told me, I know it's important for you to be at the top of the list, so I put your name at the top of the list. And I was like, wow, okay. So I open it up and I look at it and it says Todd and Michelle Wyatt. And I close it and I'm like, Lord, my name's not, I'm thinking, you know, my name's not at the top of the list. The Lord says, oh, no, no, I know it's very important to you. I put your name at the top of the list. So I open it back up. It says children's pastors, Todd and Michelle Wyatt. I don't know Todd and Michelle Wyatt. We're pretty new there. Been there like literally at that time, probably two, three weeks. So anyway, um, that happened, uh, which I'm going to take, you know, just confirmation number two, right? And then uh, the next morning, Shelly and I got up, and if you have boys and they're in Boy Scouts, they have the Pinewood Derby, and uh, I had dropped my son's car, and I had dinged the paint, and I had bent the front right axle. So Shelly and I got up really, really early, like, I mean, like at 4 a.m., so that I could repaint it and, you know, get the axle straightened out so he'd have a chance to win. And, uh We were, uh, I I repainted the car, and we were sitting there, and we started to pray. And uh, after we prayed for probably 30, 45 minutes, Shelly looked at me, and she said, I know you're not going to want to do this. I really don't even want to mention it to you. But uh, Michelle Wyatt came up to me and said, I really think you and Al should be the children's pastors. And and Shelly told Michelle, she said, well, I'm not even going to mention that to Al because Al's not going to want to do that. And I looked at her and I said, oh, yeah, the Lord spoke to the, that to me on Friday. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, we're going to do that. And she was stunned, you know. And the Lord had whispered that to me. So the Lord told me to now I remember, it's probably 530 in the morning. The Lord told me that Pastor Gillick's at the church praying right now. Just go up to him and say, yes, Mike, you were in there. Y'all had y'all's music going. It was totally dark. I'd never been to the church, but maybe at that time, probably maybe two or three weekends, uh, maybe three or four weekends. I walk in. Pastor Goodluck's uh, on the front left side of the church. Mike, you were in the very front. And I walk up to him, and uh, like Pastor would do, he was praying in tongues. And I stood there for a while, and he was really praying in tongues. And I stood there for a little while more, and he was still really praying in tongues. And I so I reached over, and I tapped him. On his shoulder, and he looked at me with one eye. Like he looked at me, and I said yes. And he said, "Praise God!" And I was just like stunned, stunned, stunned. But that's that's how we started here uh, at the Ark Fellowship, and it it started by just the just the Lord whispering. Think about the children. So I go to work that day on Monday after I met with Pastor Gillick and I walk in and uh, I'm talking to one of my co-workers. And I said, hey, man, I think uh, Shelly and I are going to be the children's pastors at the Ark Fellowship. He said, count it all joy, brother. Count it all joy. But anyway, we uh, as you as you can see, we we had a we had a great time. And, and my conversation with Pastor Angela quickly turned into um You know, the time that we've spent here, which I believe is now 16 years. And, you know, time just flies by, right? And the simple revelation of God, uh, you know, speaking to me, God having Pastor Goodluck, uh, you know, Pastor Goodluck was fasting weeks in advance, just really the other day, just really solidified kind of that Monday morning I had, where God said I am, and I started to just get revelation on who God really is. You know, God thinks about all the details. God ordains; He's not bound by time. You know, God led us there um, through a friend of mine who told me for months to go there on the premise that He wanted uh, me and Shelly, or Shelly and I. What is how, how do we? Shelly and I. All right date a teacher, marry a teacher. You got to know your language, you know. Um, But but he always he and he kept telling me, Big Al, I need you to go in there and and, and teach these kids the word of God. My my kids, I have three kids. They need to learn the word of God over and over and over and over. And he would call me. and, And I really didn't have that kind of relationship with him. If you know what I mean, like I didn't. I mean, we were friends, but it wasn't like we were you know, great friends, or we socialize together. But anyway, we were, uh, as you can see, we, uh, our spiritual journey with the Ark Fellowship, and I was telling uh, Pastor Angela last uh, Tuesday, I said, you know, Shelly and I would go to conferences, and it could be a discovery camp or, you know, a, a pastor's conference. And you know how you go around the room and you, and you say, well, you know, my name's Allie. This is, uh, I mean, my name's Allie. My name's Al. This is my wife, Shelly. We're from Cypress, Texas. Uh, we're children's pastors at the Ark Fellowship, and then people would ask you your tenure. And they would say, well, how long have you been there? And we'd say, uh, that's like eight years. And uh, we didn't think anything about it. And they, eight years? Wow. And Shelly and I, we just, we didn't know what people were, why they were reacting like that. And so after the conference, the guy walks up to us, he goes, eight years. He goes, really? And I said, yeah, it might even be eight and a half. He said, well, let me ask you something. Pastor Al, he said, the average children's pastor lasts between 18 to 30 months. Why have you been there for eight and a half years? I said, because the Lord hasn't released us. That's the simple truth. The Lord hasn't released us to do anything else in ministry inside of the Ark Fellowship. Because when God calls you to something... You need to have revelation and you need to respect the will of God. Even if it doesn't fit everybody else's timeline. Even if everybody else tells you that's crazy. Well, you know what? Then that's good because I'm a little crazy, right? But never once did we ever doubt that the Lord had called us here. We never doubted that we were doing the Lord's work. And interestingly enough, Shelly and I, we started to pray that God would release us from that assignment. We had never done that before, and he did. He made us uh, small group pastors, you know. And, uh, you know, we were teaching, and we had breakout rooms then, and we would, you know, we would go in, and I would have a a class that I would teach, and then after that, you know, we would, you uh, you know, organize the small groups. But it was just absolutely amazing when you're in the will of God... Our experience was time simply doesn't matter. When you're in the will of God, what other people think, how they react, what they say, doesn't matter. Because when you're in the will of God and you're hearing from the Holy Spirit, nothing else matters. Nothing. There's nothing that a man could have told me at that time that could have talked me out of that assignment. Nothing. And when you see God move week after week after week, and I, I want to sh- share this. Uh, this isn't in the, in the slides, but it was Easter one day, uh, Easter Sunday, and we had brought extra chairs in and I'd brought 60 chairs in. And I believe I grabbed Scott Tostin and somebody else. And I said, hey, look, we don't we don't have enough chairs. There's not going to be enough chairs. We had 72 children in the back room. And I started to teach the Easter story out of our syllabus that we had. And as I was teaching, the Lord said, tell them this. I was like, okay. It's an audible voice in my head. And the Lord says, explain to them that I sent the light of that star 43 million years in advance so the three wise men could see it, so that they could pay homage to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I mean, <laughs> I, my knees buckled because he said, I am. I was almost on the floor. And when the Lord shared that with me and I got that revelation, I was so surprised. And then Shelly and I were talking afterwards, and she was like, wow. Wow, the Lord spoke that to you. I was like, the Lord spoke that to me. Forty-three million years in advance, God said, I created that star and sent that light so those three wise men could pay homage to the Lord Jesus Christ at his birth. And by the way, they traveled for months to get there. So the Lord prompted them on their heart, right, leave now to get there for the birth Absolutely amazing. I was absolutely stunned when the Lord shared that with me. And you talk about revelation. I literally left that place. I don't even think my feet were touching the ground because it started to dawn on me who we serve, who He is, and what He's capable of. And in my own experience, the looks on those children's faces and the questions that they were asking, and I can tell you this, my wife's a professional teacher. I, I am not, right? I mean, she has every, I mean, everything was structured. Just like in her classrooms, we had a curriculum, we had a syllabus, and we did all those things, but we always did more. And let me explain that. With the children, I never, we, we, we never, when we would do breakout sessions and those things, we never talked to the children like they were babies. We didn't use baby talk. You got to go to the restroom, raise your hand, you go to the restroom. You want a snack? You want more? Raise your hand and say more, please. Mind your manners. In our class, if you want something, just mind your manners, right? And we would get into conversations with them discussing scriptures just like you would do an adult. Well, what does that mean to you? You know, we were looking up the word established uh, the, other, the other night, and uh, it was just interesting. I read a scripture, and the word established just stuck out to me. Establish. Do we, we have that scripture? I'm skipping around, I know. Never been good at following. Maybe we don't. But anyway, as I started to look up the word establish, to make known, to set up, to set apart, to establish. And I thought... What if we were to allow God to establish us to fully fulfill everything that he's called us to do? And I know the first thing people say is, well, I don't have those abilities. Well, praise God. God does. I mean, how many people have ever been called out by God and you just fall flat on your face and you just don't even, you can't get up, you're paralyzed, huh? Probably not very many people, right? Because if you're prayed up and you're ready and God's establishing you. When I heard that word, the first thing I thought it was covenant. This is not in our notes. I wasn't going to go here three. Covenant. I'm going to establish you. Mark and I, we were talking about this. You know, do you do you lose your gifts? if If you're ordained to do something. You make a mistake or you lose your way or whatever. I'm not talking ill of anybody. I mean, we're just, just a casual conversation. Do you lose your ability? Are you not ordained? No. That, it doesn't work like that. So I really want to encourage you all in the new year as you pray. And we've been, we've been fasting and we've been praying. And, I mean, we've been fasting at my house. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, just fasting. You know, I'm, I'm joking. It's, it's been a great fast. It's, it's been really enlightening spiritually. There's just something about spending that extra time with God that really ignites me, at least internally, where I just I want to spend more time with God. You know, I'm spending more time in prayer, more time in prayer, more time in prayer, you know, find myself, walking through the house, praying in tongues. That's awesome. Am I praying for anything in particular? Sometimes. I mean, sometimes, but usually I'm not. I'm just overflowing with the Holy Spirit, you know. And so we were—we uh, weren't here Sunday. We got invited out to my uh, sister-in-law's lake house, and and uh, Shelly wasn't up yet. Uh, everybody else was up, but Shelly wasn't up, and it was probably eight or eight thirty. And I was out having a cup of coffee on the deck, and there were deer eating corn down in the bottom, and the sun's coming up over the trees, and it's just absolutely beautiful. Um, Kind of like the picture that I, that I showed that my neighbor took. And I made a comment, and I didn't know that uh, the person next to me was really listening. And I said, isn't God good? Look at look at all this. The, the trees are beautiful. I mean, the deer are down here crunching corn. It's just it's 60 degrees. There's no clouds in the sky. There's no wind. And it had been really windy and really cold the first day we got there, like really cold. Like uh, the wind chill was down in the like high 20s. And... Uh, Jeanie looked at me and she said, I want to share something with you. And I was like, Great, yeah, what's going on? And I thought it was going to be about the deer. And, you know, I've, I said, Oh, yeah, there's four bucks down there and there's 10 deer. And she said, I started tithing at church. Just out of the blue. I started tithing at church. And she said, Do you know what that is? And I said, Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I know what tithing at church is. I said, Uh, I said, uh, my wife and I, we've been pastors for 20 years. She said, you're a pastor? Do you tithe? I said, oh, yeah. We tithe. She said, well, she said, well big guy, I want to tell you something. I used to not tithe. I'm like, really? Well, what changed your mind? She said, well, um, she goes, you know, I used to not tithe, and I never had money. Like, I'd pay all my bills, and I never had money. And she said, I went to church one day, and our pastor, who never preaches on tithing, was teaching and preaching on tithing. Like, literally, open up your scriptures, you know, look, look at this. And it dawned on me, I'm not doing that, so I started tithing. And I was like, that's awesome. She said, no, 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 let me finish. She was like, I have so much money now, I just bought a piece of land, and in two years I made $100,000 on it. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. She said, no, you, you don't understand. I don't know anything about real estate. She said, I started tithing, and the Lord said, go buy that piece of land. She bought the piece of land. The Lord tells her two years later, sell that piece of land. And she said, I know nothing about real estate. I'm in law enforcement. I was an undercover drug agent. When I tell you I know nothing, I know nothing. She said, now I live in this big house in Tomball. I don't even need a big house in Tomball. But the Lord said, buy it, so I bought it. And I thought, how awesome is it that she would share her revelation of tithing with me so that I would understand the experience that she had in tithing? And I'm sure what she was thinking is, well, hopefully, you know, if he's not tithing, he will. But if he is tithing, he'll have the same experience that I did with the Lord. And I thought, hallelujah. So when I was looking up, you know. Revelation and the meaning of revelation I, I i just i just i have to tell you I, it just it shocked me how open she was, but when it says right here number three something that surprises you, I was surprised and i got to tell you there 's not a lot of things that surprise me you know i've been 've been around a while, and uh, anyway i just but i I, I thought it was uh, Very kind of her to share her experience with me. And I started to think about, you know, I didn't really know Jeannie. I I just met her the day before and we probably spent all the ten minutes together. But I thought, you know, it's gotta be something that's on the forefront of her mind to want to share that with somebody that she just hasn't known very long. She didn't even know Shirley and I were pastors, right? She had she had no idea. But it meant a lot to me that she would share that and her excitement and her enthusiasm. And it was almost like she was overflowing. Like she couldn't wait to talk about it because I'm talking about deer in the sunrise. And isn't God great? And she immediately jumps into tithing. Well, let me tell you what the Lord did for me. And I thought, how incredible. I mean, just how beautiful is that, you know? So anyway, I wanted to I wanted to share that with you all. And, I, I, you know, everybody's on their own spiritual journey. Um, everybody's having their own encounter with God, but uh, can you turn to Ephesians uh, one seventeen, please? It says, "I keep asking that the Lord, uh, that the the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may may give you the Spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know Him better." And when I read the scripture, And I was thinking about Pastor Goodluck and Pastor Angela, you know, fasting for two weeks that we would even consider coming here and being the children's pastors. And I just have to tell you, when Angela shared that with me uh, two Tuesdays ago, the revelation of the depth of God and the revelation of their dedication to us just literally changed my whole message. I, I told, uh, where's Randy? Randy was asking me, hey, you're going to preach that message? You're going to preach that message we talked about, <laughs> filled with the Spirit? And Randy, it is kind of like that, right? It is, it is kind of like that, you know? Randy and I were at the men's breakfast and we were talking. Mike had asked me to, to preach. And, you know, I always uh, say I never met a Mike I didn't like. I'm talking about this Mike, not you. But, you know, I I was when I was when I was in Ephesians and I was reading this scripture, it says, may God give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So when I see the spirit of wisdom and revelation, I immediately come back to the word establish. What do you want to be established with? In your walk with God. In your walk on this earth. What could establish you better than. God's wisdom and having a revelation of who God is. And I want to challenge you as we come out of the fast and we close out of that. I want to challenge you. It's not not like a fitness thing or anything like that. This year, every time the Lord comes through for you, even if it's a thought you have, I want you to write down, date it. Date it when you prayed it this year and date it When God answers it, because remember the fasting, this is a year renewal. What do you want renewed in your life? Is it an old relationship? Is it a new relationship? Is God calling you out to the masses? Marty's going to be having tryouts, I understand. Is God going to call you up here? Is it to sing? Is it to preach? Is it to teach? Is it to administer God's word? Is it to pray to go to the prisons? Lay hands on people and pray that they'll be healed. Whatever that is, whatever that is to you, however you want God to establish you, this year, take the time to document it and write it down. So no man can come to you and claim that it didn't happen or that they did it for you. Because if you're the only one documenting, how can anybody else know? Will you do that? Amen. And the reason why... I want to do this for myself. I did this years ago. But the one thing that I've learned about God, God doesn't take his gifts away. When God calls you out in the ministry, the gifts that you have will be amplified. You know, we say all the time, I've worked with a lot of athletes, you know, and the Lord knows me well when he said, I know it's important to you to have your name at the top of the list. So I put your name at the top of the list. That's because I grew up playing football and running track. And the first thing you do. So, you know, this. Depth charts, right? Where am I? Joe was a defensive end, right? Joe, you knew when you were starting, right? Oh, yeah. Because they put it up in the locker room, right? You also knew who had been demoted, right? Who got beat out. When the Lord told me that, I knew that the Lord knew exactly how to get my attention. God knows how to get your attention. If you find yourself... Doubting who you are write it down Say lord i'm doubting the gifts that I may have i'm doubting the gifts that I used to have I don't feel like i'm exercising them See what god does God will surely Show up Every single time you need him to show up And not only will he show up I always tell the lord When I pray and i'll be going to a meeting or something like that and I pray before business meetings all the time and I tell my team that and People call me during the day and I I pray with them too, you know, and and I always tell the Lord, create an environment through the power of the Holy Spirit that we'll be able to, we, me and the Holy Spirit, will be able to administer your word to them, whatever they need. And I always give the Holy Spirit permission to move, always, because if you're going to rely on yourself, I mean, that's okay. But if you're going to involve God and rely on God, that's the greatest thing you can do. You know, you you win as a team. We're going to win as a team. There are certain things that this church has put in motion that simply will not be stopped. We have an evangelistic heart. We've launched another another, uh, number of ministries out of here. And let me tell you something. God will continue to evangelize out of this church. God will continue to call people in to be administered to. And God will continue to do the programs that he's ordained for us to do. And if the finances are needed, the finances will come in. I remember Pastor Goodluck telling me one time uh, we were we were in a quick meeting and he said, Oh, pastor, I've been praying all week to buy a new van and they're $30,000. And, um, Angela was saying, well, maybe we should buy a used one. And pastor Goodluck said, no, I want a new van. I'm praying for a new day. I'm believing for a new van. Somebody came in the next day and wrote him a check for $30,000 that he didn't know what was coming. And I was so thankful that he shared that with me because I was up, you know, Shelly and I being new pastors, we were like doing a counseling session, right? Like Hey, I believe we're doing these things really well. I think we need to improve here. I think we need some volunteers here, you know. And he shared that with me. And i got to tell you, I left that meeting thinking, well, wow. If God will do that for pastor, he'll do it for us. He's a respecter of no man, right? No man, no woman. And I got so excited, I went and wrote in my book all the things (laughs) That I I was going to pray for went and wrote down all the things and found scriptures to support it, right? Because, you know, it's one thing to to want something, you know, it's another thing to to want something and find scriptures that will support it. Amen. I mean, I've I've always wanted a Bentley Continental with GT rims, but, you know, I can't find any scriptures about any Bentleys in the Bible. I I, I mean, I look, I look, I look, I mean, I search it, you know. I'm I'm sure there's something about speed in the Bible, you know, that I can relate to the rims. But, uh, I mean, I I, I joke, but, you know, I truly believe this year of all years for revival, because we're going to experience breakthrough. And, you know, they call it growing pains for a reason. I mean, usually, you know, things are going to hurt a little bit. Maybe they hurt a lot. But I just want to encourage you to let God establish you early in the year. And then I want to hear the praise reports. It, look, it's not bragging when God does it for you. It's not, it's not bragging when you have a wish and you make it known and you document it and you write it down and you find a scripture to stand on. You stand on the scripture, you pray about it, you come into agreement with the word, you come into agreement with your spouse or your significant other or your brother, or your sister, and it happens. Don't you feel compelled? I mean, that's to me, that's what revelation is. You're so excited, you have to share it. So everybody, please stand to your feet. Yeah, for sure. These are the prayers. Before I pray over the, uh, the basket of uh, prayers and requests here, i just like for you to stretch your arms up. And uh, I just want to pray over you. And uh, I just want you to realize that right now is the beginning of possibly the greatest journey you have ever been on. There will be no excuses. The failures that you receive will make you stronger. You know, the most successful people in the world will tell you they fell their way to the top. They fell their way to be the best that they can be. Let's view what God's doing, establishing us as his people in Cyprus at the Ark Fellowship, in Calvert, in Nigeria, and wherever else we decide to plant a church. England, Mike, you know, we've been talking about that. But uh, raise your hands, please. Father God, we just give you permission to move tonight, Lord. We're so thankful for your word and your revelation, Lord. Lord, we're so thankful that you've ordained each and every one of us What gifts Lord, some of us need to exercise them more. Some of us need to discover what they are. Others of us just need to pray and let you impress upon us through the power of the Holy Spirit what you'll have us do. But, Lord, this year we're believing for revival. So, Lord, this year we, we ask that you establish us through the power of the Holy Spirit to give us the things that we need to go out and administer your word. Lord, that we will overflow. And as you establish us, Lord, we will be witnesses to your people To help establish them too. In Jesus' name, everybody say, amen. Amen. Now, I want to pray over these prayers. Mike, when did, this is a lot of prayers. Wow. Okay, so there's probably a hundred? A hundred? All right. So, Father God, please outstretch your arms, please. Father God, we just pray over these prayers, these requests that are written here, Father God. As surely as you told me to tell your people to write down the request that you will answer it, Lord, these requests are already written down. And, Father God, we declare favor upon each and every one of these situations, Lord. Lord, we ask you to send help where it's needed. Lord, we ask you to uh, strengthen everyone that is in this basket, no matter what they're going through, Lord. And, Lord, if these are praise reports, Lord, we give you glory for, for answering those as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all so much.